Today on the Almond Journey podcast. These scholarships are really allowing people to get their foot in the door and have the opportunity to get that higher learning and really bring back more value than what's being put into them, into the actual industry. We meet four of the impressive FFA members who are awarded scholarships this year from the Almond Board of California. Welcome back to the Almond Journey podcast brought to you by the Almond Board of California. On this show, we discover how growers, handlers, and other stakeholders are making things work in their operations to drive the almond industry forward. I'm your host, Tim Hamrich, and I get to travel up and down the valley, virtually in this case, to feature the leaders who are finding innovative ways to improve their operations, connect with their communities, and advance the almond industry. Today, we have a special episode for you. We're going to make four different stops to feature some of the future farmers of America or FFA members who received scholarships this year thanks to the support of the Almond Board of California. Along the way, we'll make stops at Woodland, Hanford, Gustine, and Kerman to talk to four of the 16 FFA members who received scholarships from the almond industry this year. For those of you who might not know, since 2016, ABC's fundraising efforts have been led by the Almond Leadership Program. Over that time, more than a quarter of a million dollars has been generated, mostly through an annual golf tournament and the live and silent auctions during the Almond Conference. It's really incredible to hear what a difference this money is making for these students and the exciting plans they have to go to school and eventually give back to the agricultural industry in their studies and in their careers. So today's journey is going to start with a trip to Woodland, California, where we'll hear from Olivia Bruns. Olivia just graduated from Woodland High School and plans to attend Cal Poly San Luis Obispo in the fall to study plant science. Like many FFA members, she doesn't come from a farm background originally, but her mom is a former state FFA officer and encouraged her to give the organization a try. She dove right in, and she says it impacted her life in a lot of ways, including helping to inform where she wants to go with her career. I chose plant science because I originally wanted to go into like animal nutrition when I was a freshman because I was raising hogs at the time. So I actually joined the agronomy team and I started a garden during COVID. And so during that time, I was like, wait, plant science is actually pretty cool. And so I just had this whole spark of plant science and this love. I was gardening. I was on the agronomy team. We went to nationals for it. And so all together, that's how I just like created this love for plant science. And so that's something I definitely want to do in the future. Excellent. And tell us about the agronomy contest. If somebody's listening and they have no concept that, whoa, how do you even do a contest about agronomy? What exactly is it? Try to sum it up for us the best you can. Of course. So agronomy is where you're taking like issues that a farmer might see. So that might be diseases, disorders, dealing with pests management, all that kind of not fun stuff because it's not really fun for the farmer, but the fun stuff, I guess, for me. And so you're IDing it. uh, You're kind of creating some problem solving So what we do is we identify a bunch of different weeds, seeds, and crops. And then we have a section of the contest where we're grading alfalfa for the dairy industry. And so we're like, okay, how great will this hay be for all the dairy cattle? And then we also do some seed sampling. So we'll rank the seeds like, okay, this would be the most likely to germinate the best. And then this sample of seeds will not likely germinate. And so that was a really fun journey. Um, I was first in the state for Fresno and then third in the state at Cal Poly. And then our team actually went to nationals and we were eighth in the nation. So it was a very fun contest. Awesome. 
Uh, what about career-wise after college? So obviously, I I can relate to your interest in plant science. I was a crop science major. Definitely see the interest. And I also know that that can go a lot of different directions. And you've got plenty of time to figure this out. But I'm just curious, what are your thoughts right now about what type of career that might lead you to? I'm hoping to be like an agronomist. However, I'm actually really interested in ornamental horticulture. So working as a greenhouse manager. So kind of getting a lot of that greenhouse work in and working in the greenhouse industry, part of agriculture. Great. And, uh, you're, you know, you're coming towards the end of your FFA experience. You know, I know a lot of conversations happen in FFA about ag awareness, but how would you kind of summarize why it's important to build ag awareness, not only in FFA, but to leverage the skills in FFA to build awareness with others? Yeah, so at our Yolo County Fair, we actually have this thing called Project Competition. And during Project Competition, there's a section where we get to meet with the public. And this is with a livestock, so a lot of the people are usually more concerned when it comes to livestock. And so I think it's just about, for FFA, it's just building a strong foundation, whether you're going into the agricultural industry or not, that when you are preparing for your future, you are aware about the agricultural industry and stopping a lot of those uh, misconceptions about what the agricultural industry might be. And so I think FFA is just all about just making sure that people in the future are aware about where their food comes from. And then from then on, like, can just continue to advocate for the agriculture industry, whether they're in an ag-based job or not. And so I think it's all just about making sure that the future generation is aware and knowledgeable about where their food comes from. Excellent. Well, what else? What else should we make sure we mention uh, as a result of, you know, of this scholarship and as you embark on your studies at Cal Poly? Just once again, thank you so much for investing in me with the scholarship. I think that's just such a huge honor. And I would just like to say that, like, I know it might seem weird. You know, it's like, you know, you might never see these people again or the students that you're investing in these scholarships with. But I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And so by investing in me and other FFA students with the scholarship, I believe that there will be a way that I'll pay back to this industry. You know, I really want to give back to my FFA program in the future once I'm a responsible citizen financially wise and have graduated high school. By investing in students with these scholarships, you're really making that a solid foundation so that students are able to be successful in the next generation of agriculture. All right. Well, congrats once again to Olivia and best of luck at Cal Poly. Next, we're going to go from someone who didn't grow up around farming to someone who decided pretty early on that he wanted to be a pest control advisor or PCA from riding around in a pickup truck with his grandfather. Brendan Elsey is from Hanford, California, and both of his parents were Hanford FFA members, so he knew he wanted to follow in their footsteps to learn more about agriculture, which he already had a passion for. What he didn't anticipate was how much he'd get out of the leadership aspects of the organization. The combination of these experiences influenced and reinforced his decision to go to College of the Sequoias and eventually to transfer to Fresno State to become a PCA himself in the future. I grew up in a family that my grandpa, he worked his whole life really as a PCA. And I was fortunate enough to, at that younger age, be able to ride around in the passenger seat of his pickup truck and, and go to all the different sites where he was working with the growers on what they were trying to accomplish. And, you know, if I heard that, you know, in a week, like, oh, I'd, I'd get a day where I get to go ride around with grandpa. That was, I'd look forward to that for a week. And then from there, I, you know, I couldn't wait till the next time. And starting out, you know, I really didn't know why I looked forward to it so much. Maybe it was to be around grandpa. Maybe it was the, the machinery and the equipment. You know, I'd, I'd get to go to all these different farms and get to see all the different equipment and stuff. And being a little kid running around, that was always one of the coolest things to be around. But from there, I always knew that this is something that 
that I think that I want to be part of. This is something that that I think at the end of the day, if I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing something, I think this is what I want it to be. So I, I remember from that age all the way until, you know, what I am today, just constantly wanting to learn more and, and be part of more when it came to that side of the industry. As you think back to your FFA experience, what milestones stand out as the most significant during your FFA career that you'll remember and, and that may be informed, you know, where you're deciding to go with your career? One of the big things that we focused on, and you know, at least for our program, was agri-science. It's fairly new to the FFA experience, but it's it's something that I think for me was, was a changing factor for my FFA experience. Uh, agri-science is basically, to put it simply, is uh, where a kid goes out and conducts a study, um, a scientific study related to the agricultural industry. And this can be on a multitude of levels, but mine always revolved around plant science. I conducted a couple different experiments, but they all uh, revolved around soil fumigation and then its impact on nematodes and then uh, prunus replant disease. And um, with that first project there, I was actually able to climb the ranks, go all the way through state. And then actually I ended up winning nationals with that first project. And from there, uh, I got to do another project the next year. And then I really lumped that all into a proficiency. And that too, I was able to really not only gain knowledge, but get some traction and make it all the way back up to nationals as a proficiency candidate for agri-science and, and win that too. So those really are my two biggest accomplishments that, that stick out to me. And what do you feel like you learned about yourself through that process? Well, I'll, I'll say this. When I first started in the program, I mean, I was 100% on ag and not very much on the leadership side of things and not very much on the speaking side of things. And I'll, I'll say through the experience, I've really noticed that I've actually come to enjoy not only speaking, but, you know, being able to, to go to different events and kind of teach the next generation or be able to uh, mentor in some way. And I'll say when I was getting started, I really didn't see a want or, you know, I didn't see myself in that place of, of being that person. And uh, all right. So now that you're, you're heading on to the next step, what's uh, what is next for you? What do you, what are you doing next year? And um, how do you hope that leads to a career for you? Yeah, so my, my full goal, uh, I mean, since the really the minute I could think of, oh, I have to go and get a job when I get older was I knew I wanted to do something in ag. You know, going back to riding around with my grandpa, you know, and, and going and looking at fields, that kind of thing. I really didn't know what that was, but I knew that it was something that I wanted to be part of. And really, you know, being around that, getting to learn more about the agricultural industry. I settled on the fact that I wanted to be a, a PCA. I wanted to be a pest control advisor. So that, that's really the next step. I'm going to go to College of the Sequoias here locally for a couple of years and then transfer over to Fresno State and uh, major in plant science. And then those units from there will be able to give me the ability to get my PCA license, which that's a golden ticket you need to get in the industry. And, and uh, have you had any exposure or experience with the almond industry specifically? Yeah, I, I actually... Um, the freshman summer going into the sophomore year, I, I started working for a guy that not only farms almonds, but he also runs a custom harvesting company. So he'll come in and do the full harvest front to back. And then he also has a, a farm management side of things. He'll come in for absentee owners and he'll do the full nine yards. I mean, he'll run the irrigation system. He'll keep everything maintained. He'll do all the mowing. He'll do all the pruning. And of course, he'll come in and do not only the harvest, but the winter sanitation part of things. So I, I started working for him freshman summer going into sophomore year and um, just the basic stuff that first year I mean I, I was running around checking drip line you know go, going to the end there and, and doing the clean out for the drip line 
I mean, I, I would paint trees. I would, I would do, you know, anything under the sun. And then uh, harvest season came around and he put me on a tractor with a blower on the back of it. And I would run around and blow ends. And really from there, I've been able to progress and progress, you know, and, and gain more trust. And uh, I've been able to really experience all ends of the the process. And through that, I've learned, I mean, I, I can't even tell you all the things that I've learned that I didn't have going in. So that that's really been my straight connection to the almond industry. That's great. You know, maybe if you could just address the almond industry about, you know, the importance of these scholarships and what impact it has for you. You know, the, the scholarships the almond board are providing, I mean, this is really a great opportunity for anybody that, that's looking to gain further education, you know, into the industry. I think one of the biggest things that we could probably all agree on is that the biggest thing we need today is more investment. And that's more investment in um, the people that are, are eventually going to go on to have jobs that correlate directly to the industry. Um, that's more investment with, you know, really anything. But um, these scholarships are really allowing people to get their foot in the door and have the opportunity to go to school, get that higher learning and really bring back more value than what's being put into them, into the actual industry. Well, congratulations again to Brennan Elsey. We definitely need more scientific, grounded, practical PCAs entering this industry. So I'm excited for the future he has lying ahead. Another scholarship recipient who grew up in agriculture and benefited greatly from the leadership aspects of FFA is Christina Mateza. The Gustine High School graduate found a passion for agriculture, spending time in her family's almond orchard. And through her FFA experiences, she's decided to go to school at Oklahoma State University to study agricultural communications with the hopes of becoming a lobbyist for the ag industry. Fond memories that I have growing up in the almond orchard um, would definitely be learning how to check irrigation lines and check sprinklers, orchard maintenance, all that kind of things from my father and also my sisters. My sisters taught me how to check sprinklers and really like break down the sprinkler and fix the problem. But my father taught me how to drive our heavy um, machinery. So I'm the youngest of three daughters and I'm the only daughter that knows how to drive the tractor. So learning how to kind of be my dad's right-hand man and going out into the orchard, especially now that the girls are out of the house. He definitely relies on me to go out there and even check sprinklers by myself or pull a fallen tree to the end of the orchard. I would say working with my family, especially in the hottest parts of summer, um, making sure that our almond orchard is ready for harvest and we have a successful yield in time of harvest. Oh, great. And and how, how do you think things would look different for you today had you not been a part of FFA? Uh, I can't even imagine not being an FFA, really. Being a freshman, um, I was hitting the ground running. I started with the Creed, and I was a part of dairy judging, had a dairy replacement heifer, and that taught me numerous skills that I didn't even know were possible in my very small town, in my very small high school. But I have wonderful ag teachers that really went above and beyond to teach us the ways of FFA and the different opportunities that are in the FFA organization. So as time went on and I continued my career in high school, I started to become more involved in the FFA organization. 
my sophomore year, I was a chapter officer, and that's really what started the leadership for me. From then, I ran to be a sectional officer, and unfortunately, I didn't get it, but that did not stop me. Um, my junior year, I ran to be a regional FFA officer for the Central Region, and I ended up getting it. So I was a leader for over 26,000 members from Amador County down to Merced County, and that was truly an unforgettable experience. And I still continued to do dairy judging and also speaking competitions. I was a part of the job interview contest. And you think that you're just competing for a ribbon, but you're really not. Like, these are skills that I'm now using in my everyday life. And I'm so grateful for them because without FFA, I would have never known where I wanted to go to school and what I would have wanted to do. So I'm very grateful for FFA and the opportunities that were given to me and that I worked hard for because now I am sitting on this podcast to something that I never thought I would have been able to do before and really say what I'm passionate about the agriculture industry and share my experiences within that organization. Oh, that's awesome. And you're doing great. So, you know, in a few months here, you're going to go to Stillwater, Oklahoma for Oklahoma State University to study ag communications. And uh, ag communications tends to cover a lot of different skills, you know, everything from visual design to writing to, you know, probably media, things like this, audio and TV, etc. Is there anything within that skill set that you are most excited to develop your skills in? I'm really excited for the media standpoint as agriculture is expanding and also social media is now kind of taking over. I plan to really work closely with like the media standpoint because I think that agriculture can definitely benefit from social media since everybody's on it now and they don't really look more on magazines they look more on social media so I am very excited for the social media standpoint um I've had a few opportunities to create like little flyers and post on our social media not only for Gusting FFA but just like FFA in general that I've been involved in. So um, I really enjoyed that. So I hope to continue to do that for the agriculture industry once I have a career in advocacy and lobbyists. Well, tell me more about your plans uh, after college. I know you you got a a long time to think about this. So, you know, we're not going to lock you into anything here, but uh, what do you hope happens once you graduate from Oklahoma State? I hope to definitely be involved in different internships With Oklahoma, they have wonderful opportunities for students to be involved in internships. So I definitely hope to take advantage of that. But hopefully after I graduate from Oklahoma, I will have a job in the political side of things and the government issues. Um, I plan to take it kind of slow and work my way up and gain knowledge and experience and skills. So that way, by the time that I am at a government level, I could use those skills to definitely benefit my work. But I, I'm not too sure where I want to work yet. Uh, maybe starting off slow and starting off at a company first and doing a few jobs around there, kind of promoting their jobs at that company. And then hopefully from there, I will go into the government level and really advocate the agriculture industry there. And if you could address, you know, kind of taking the other side of this, if you could address farmers like your parents, uh, a group of almond farmers specifically, what what would your message be to uh, the California almond industry? My message to the California almond industry would definitely be 
a huge thank you. I truly appreciate your guys' support um, with the scholarship that I received at the California FFA State Convention. Your very generous donation will go towards furthering my education at Oklahoma State University. Out-of-state tuition is definitely not cheap, but I will use this to further my education to hopefully one day become a lobbyist for the agriculture industry to educate the public on the almond industry and also the agriculture industry. Fantastic. Well, congratulations again to Christina. Certainly an important job to try to communicate uh, the importance of agriculture and the realities of agriculture to a public who just a lot of times just doesn't know better. So excited for her future there. Our last stop today is another FFA member with deep roots in the almond industry. Heather Hodges graduated from Kerman High School this year. She's a fourth generation almond farmer and a fifth generation dairy farmer. So she's passionate about both of those sectors of the ag industry. Heather's future plans are to attend Fresno State and become an ag teacher, where she can help future students have as impactful of an FFA experience as she had. Growing up in agriculture, I knew I wanted to be involved. I just wasn't sure how to get started. And I'm a fourth generation FFA member also. So FFA is definitely a big part in my family as well. So at the age of nine, my family knew that we're going to get her started in 4-H. And just as soon as I hit the ground with 4-H, I just took on with shelling dairy cows and beef cows. And then I was involved, started to be involved in FFA and branched off into showing lambs and goats as well. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you've been committed since day one then. Oh yes, for sure. <laughs> and, and what do you tell people, you know, who maybe aren't from agriculture who say, well, hold on, you grow dairy cattle and you grow almonds. So do you drink almond milk or do you just drink cow milk? So funny story about that. So when you're a dairy princess, you go through these trainings and they teach you the other alternatives, which are almond milk and then the dairy milk. So I got a lot of questions when I would be talking about how milk comes from the farm to their table. And they would always ask me about the almond milk. I was like, I am coming from an almond farming family, but that's another alternative. And I just have to kind of explain the difference between the cow milk and the almond milk when it comes down to that. Just kind of really explaining it to the public, like there's a difference. This is another alternative and this is cow milk type of thing. Right. And I think a lot of people don't realize that the two industries are so interconnected between almonds and yes. dairy. Yeah, because uh, like I tell people, I was like, you know, when it comes to cows and almonds, it holds a big place in my life because, you know, the cows eat the almonds. We produce almonds for people to eat and cow's milk we produce for people to eat. And it's just like a never ending circle. And I'm like, the almond industry plays a big part in the dairy industry as well. And not a lot of people knew that. So it was very cool and interesting to get to share my experiences when I was Dairy Princess to others at like county fairs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Okay, great. What are your plans for next year? So I'm going to be attending Fresno State in the fall semester, and I'm going to be majoring in agriculture education and teacher prep. So I'll become a high school teacher when I get done, and I'll have a minor, of course, in dairy science. And when did you make that decision that that was kind of the direction you wanted to go with your career? Yeah, so um, the end of my freshman year going into the beginning of my sophomore year at high school, it's kind of where I was like, 
I want to teach an FFA. Like, I want to be an ag teacher. When I was little growing up, I was like, oh, I want to be a veterinarian and all that. Just growing up with all the cows and everything, I was like, oh, I want to be a veterinarian. But it really, FFA really opened my eyes of the different opportunities. And because I share my passion for the dairy industry, I'm like, well, and I help so many members in our chapter, but other chapters as well. So I knew I was like, you know, the best path for me is going to be ag education. And so also seeing my FFA teachers at my high school share their passion for agriculture to other students that don't really, um, they know what agriculture is, but they're kind of like, what's FFA? And so I truly want to share like my passion and my story of how I got started in FFA to those high schoolers going in. And I always told our um, freshman members at our high school, like, you have certain things that you can only do your freshman year. You can only do Creed once. You can only do BIG, which is Best Informed Greenhand Judging Team, once. You can only run Greenhand Office once. And you have to take on those opportunities because you'll never get them back. And it's just, I like teaching others what I've been able to learn over my years of being in agriculture. And I just want to give that to the next generation of agriculturalists. Nice. Uh, for, you know, an audience of people in the almond industry, what would you tell them? What would be your message to them about, you know, the importance of, of this scholarship and the, the work that they do to support FFA and, and the future of agriculture? Yeah. Um, I think I speak on all the California FFA members where we truly thank you guys for supporting FFA as a whole and these scholarships because these scholarships are able to help students like me go achieve and become uh, an ag teacher or a veterinarian or an, a major in ag business and help agriculture better and better each day. And just the almond industry has a big vital part in it. Like there's the gift of blue program that the almond industry helps too. And there's just so many different things that the almond industry has a part of California FFA. And I know like other students like myself and other ones that have had the opportunity to get this scholarship truly appreciate it because now we can go further our education in college and major in uh, like for my, myself, ag education and get our degree and then go help those next members becoming agriculturalists later on. Well, congratulations once again to Heather. Enjoyed that conversation of somebody who's passionate about both almonds and dairy and wish her the best of luck at Fresno State and into her teaching career. Well, if you're at all anxious or uncertain about the future of the almond industry or of the ag industry in general, I highly encourage you to reach out to your local FFA chapter and interact with some of these impressive young people. Their optimism and enthusiasm and commitment to this industry is more than a little bit encouraging. To support the Almond Board's continued efforts to raise scholarship funds for these students, make sure you participate in future golf tournaments and those live and silent auctions. Uh, or you can partner with the Almond Board in donating to the California FFA Foundation. I'll leave a link directly to that in the show notes for today's episode, as well as more information on the Almond Leadership Program and how you might be able to get involved in that. We here at the Almond Journey Podcast believe everyone in the almond industry has a story of their own of how they're making things work on their farms or in their jobs. Hearing voices of industry leaders, even youth leaders like you heard today, may spark a connection or an idea that you can use in your own journey. And that's why we want to feature these stories of innovation, resilience, and community here on this podcast. I hope you'll come along for the ride by subscribing to the show on your podcast platform of choice, and please pass it along to others in the industry so we can all share in this almond journey together.